Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Joining me now, he is in the Hockey Hall of Fame, the writer's wing from DKPittsburghSports.com. He's Dave Molinari. Davey, uh, what the frig happened? Because I did not see that coming. Uh, no, I don't think anybody did, Mark. I don't, I don't even think the Canadians saw that coming in their wildest dreams. Uh, that was an absolute nightmare on just about every level for, for the Penguins. And I think a pretty good slap in the face for them uh, as they prepare for the future. Crosby and Malkin did not produce as expected. Specifically, what happened there? And what is the state of their games as they approach their mid-30s? Um, I mean, I, I thought Crosby had a decent series. You know, he was capable of better. But, I mean, Montreal put a lot of effort into trying to contain him. Um, Malkin's lack of, of production was, was really a surprise to me because – he had had the strong regular season and uh, from all accounts had looked pretty good during the training camp uh, that preceded the Montreal series and uh, certainly seemed highly motivated going into it. So I thought that, that Montreal would probably make containing uh, Crosby the priority, but that that would open things up for, for Malkin to potentially have a huge series which uh, while he managed to generate a lot of shots on goal, he didn't generate any shots in goal. And uh, that's really what counts. Yeah, he had 21 shots, but not many were threatening, were they? Uh, uh, it, it was like he was warming Carey Price up. And even though Sid, like you said, played better, he only had the two goals. And, and I never felt like there was traffic generated in front of Price. Even though the, the Stars didn't produce, I don't think they had a lot of help either. No, no, this uh, losing like winning is usually a team effort. And it certainly was in this case. Uh, you know, a, a couple of guys acquitted themselves pretty well over the course of the series. But in general, this was a really bad performance by a large percentage of the, of the guys on their roster. Uh, you can't really pick out one or two guys and say that they deserve uh you know, a healthy helping of the blame for what happened. This, this was a group performance. Now, uh, you heard what Jim Rutherford had to say today. We were discussing it on the program before you joined. Did anything he say uh, surprise you? Well, I was, I was surprised that he didn't give Mike Sullivan a vote of confidence. Um, I, I don't know that we should read too much into that. Um. But that, that was something I, I, I thought he would do. I, I certainly didn't think that the entire coaching staff would get a pass. Uh, but uh, Rutherford, you could tell, was really still quite distressed about not only the Montreal series, but the Islanders series last spring. Uh, he made a point several times of, of saying how this has now happened two years in a row. And you can't just shrug that off as, as some kind of a fluke or quirk. Uh, he was, you know, he didn't really 
specify the moves that he plans to make this summer, but he does certainly seem that he's going to be open to making some significant ones, obviously operating within the constraints of the salary cap and things like that. But I expect it to be a pretty busy offseason around here. I can tell you the fans calling my show want the Penguins to trade all our bad players for all their good players, and they apparently expect that the cap will be suspended uh, solely for the Penguins' benefit in the year to come. Now, uh, Jim Rutherford... That seems reasonable. And uh, could happen. Uh, well, then again, if that was going to happen, Davey, they would have won the lottery last night. I got to tell you... I was going to say, if, yeah, if the league forgot to fix that for them again, then yeah, you're probably right. They probably won't suspend the, the cap for them either. I think they might have fixed it, just just not for the Penguins. Now, Rutherford said today he will not be looking to trade any of the core. Not Sid, not Gino, not Latang. Does that at all surprise you? And what are the pros and cons of that being considered at this point? Well, it doesn't surprise me that that he wouldn't even consider trading Crosby. I mean, Crosby's Well, right, right. I just kind of threw him in there with that, the core. Yeah, but, yeah, obviously. Right. Yeah, that's a given. I mean, Malkin couldn't be traded unless he would agree to the trade because he's got a complete no-trade clause. Uh, Latang could be traded to any of 18 teams. Um, and, if, you know, for what it's worth, uh, Rutherford did say that, you know, he, he wouldn't rule out doing something if he got what he called an amazing offer. Um, so, you know, he, he didn't close the door entirely on something involving Latang or, I guess, conceivably Malkin. Um, but I, you know, I was kind of surprised that he was so adamant about it. Yeah, because I don't know if much changes if the core comes back. The stuff he was talking about by the lack of intensity, you know, facing elimination, the, the lack of leadership, although he absolved Sid from that. I'm not sure any of that really changes because those guys are so set in their ways. And I, I kind of feel like that trickles down, don't you? Uh, sure. I mean, that, that's perfectly reasonable. I mean, I, I don't know how you can go with the same foundation group and expect different results when, you know, when, when you've gone through something similar two years in a row. I mean, anything can happen once, you know, that, you know, there's any number of possibilities that can, can sabotage a playoff run for you. But you know, the the script this time was not all that different from, from the one uh, against the Islanders a year ago. And, you know, Rutherford not only recognized that, but uh, seemed quite put out about it. Um, you know, for that reason alone, I, I'm kind of surprised that he would, you know, was so vehement about virtually closing the door on something uh, involving one of the cornerstone guys. But, uh, Again, he did leave that slight opening in, in case that amazing offer comes along. I I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for it, but uh, you never know. We're talking today, Molinari of DKPittsburghSports.com here on the X. Uh, did Sullivan wait too long to go to Jari against Montreal? And what do you think happens to the goaltending situation now? Uh, he, I mean, he probably did wait too long, but... I'm also willing to give him a pass on that. I mean, I, I recognize that a very large segment of the of the fan base probably isn't. And uh, in the defense of those people, uh, there were a lot of people 
saying that he should go with Jari, you know, well before the the series started. So it's not like they're uh, they're speaking with, with the benefit of hindsight. But looking at it from Sullivan's perspective, this is a guy who won two Stanley Cups for him, and that kind of thing, I I think will buy you a lot of loyalty. And you know, uh, I don't I don't know that that Murray exhausted that loyalty uh, over the past three playoffs until he gave up, you know, the deciding goal in game three against Montreal. And I, I think at that point, Sullivan realized that if they were to have any chance of uh, salvaging the series, uh, that, you know, their chances would be enhanced with the Jari. Uh, little did he know that, that Jari would be one of the few guys who showed up and, and played with any degree of desperation in game four. Uh, Sullivan didn't have a great series against Montreal, did he? Uh, what what could he have done different, Davey? I don't know. You know, so I, I don't know. You know, they they obviously did not find a way to get through the neutral zone against against Montreal, and and that was a big deal. But I really wonder if his biggest failing in the series wasn't the inability to get these guys. To, to get their commitment and urgency levels up to where they, they should have been under the circumstances. I mean, for whatever reason, coaches in the NHL seem to have a much shorter shelf life than, than coaches in other sports. And, you, you, you know, you have to at least entertain the possibility that that's happened with Mike Sullivan. Although, you know, when you look at the regular season and what he was able to coax out of a you know, continually patchwork lineup. Then, you know, it it you know he was a a legit coach of the year candidate. You know, and you know he didn't forget how to coach. You know, while the league was shut down, um, it, it yeah it it was all very strange. Now, uh, I think the Penguins just aren't among the fastest teams anymore. I don't think they see that. I think they emphasize speed that they don't have. Uh, do you agree with that? And how do you adjust uh, from something that was their bread and butter for a number of years? Oh, it was. Yeah. And I think a lot of other teams noticed the, uh, the value of that too. And they, you know, they caught up the penguin speed no longer makes them stand out from, from the group uh, or the herd. Um, how you change that i you know i i don't know you know there's there's a, you can only get so fast um and i i don't see them changing that aspect of their game dramatically anytime in the near future i also don't know that that they're uh suited to trying to change the kind of game they play you know they're they're not a big physical team they don't have the personnel to play that way i think they're going to have to uh continue to try to play, you know, the skating game that, that Sullivan likes um, and, until they would make some sort of dramatic overhaul in their personnel. What are some of the obvious moves that you think will be made in the offseason, Davey? Uh, we've talked about what won't be done. What do you think will be done? Well, I, I mean, the, the only thing I'd say is, is obvious is that I would expect their three unrestricted free agents uh, that would be Schultz, Marlowe, and Sherry uh, to be allowed to walk. Um, everything else, 
I think is really up in the air because, uh, because of the salary cap. Uh, they don't have a lot of space to work with. They're not going to be able to re-sign all of their restricted free agents, you know, barring some major trade that would open up lots of salary cap space. You know, as things stand now, they certainly wouldn't be able to bring everyone back. Uh, but I couldn't tell you specifically who among their restricted guys I would expect to uh, to move on. But the, the unrestricted guys, I, you know, I, I just don't see a way that they can or, for that matter, should bring any of them back. Well, yeah, Sherry, Marlowe, Schultz, I think it's pretty easy to, to let all of them go. How's the goaltending resolve itself? Do you think Matt Murray's still a Penguin come the start of the year? No, I don't. I I think that the goalie choice in Game Four was a pretty good indication of, of the direction that they're they're going to head. Uh, both goalies, as I, as I'm guessing most of your listeners know, are restricted free agents now. Um, Murray is starting out with a, his expiring contract is worth a whole lot more than Jari's. So even if you give Jari a significant raise. He's not going to be anywhere near what one would anticipate Murray getting in his next contract. Um, so I, I really think that, that Jari will be their goalie of the future. Uh, certainly in, in the short term, you know, Casey DeSmith would be a, a competent backup for him. Uh, the tandem would not be as good as the Murray-Jari one. But, you know, in uh, in the salary cap era, you have to, you know, make some decisions that, that weaken you at positions just to, just to fit under the ceiling. And, and the Penguins certainly don't have the space to uh, invest, you know, huge contracts in or that, that amount of money in two goaltenders. Obviously, we don't know exactly what the roster will look like, but we do know that the core is almost certainly going to stay intact, Davey. Given that, are the Penguins a playoff team next year, and are they still a Stanley Cup contender? Is the window still open, as Jim Rutherford said today? I don't believe it is, you know, barring major changes. Um, you certainly could, you know, this core would not prevent you from winning, but no longer is it capable of carrying the team the way it was a few years ago. Um you know, if, uh, if if Rutherford can upgrade the supporting cast, you know, I suppose it's not out of the question that they could t- contend. At this point, I don't see it. I think that just getting into, into the playoffs next season uh, could be quite a challenge. But, you know, who knows how much could change bet- between now and the, and the start of the season or, for that matter, now and the trade deadline next season, which which is when it you know what really matters. Uh, and but now the, and whatever uh, the season is, I mean, God knows when it'll start because I don't think these guys are going to be willing to play eighty two games in a bubble. No, and and they you know it, from what I've heard, they really would be inclined to put off starting the season until they know that they could have fans in the seats. Uh, you know, uh, hockey is a is a gate driven sport, and playing in empty buildings just doesn't work financially. So, I think you know the target date is is in early December. Um, I had somebody tell me 
this was a while back now, but uh, that, you know, something in early to mid-January was probably a lot more realistic. Obviously, a, a lot of things can change on the medical front between now and then, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't look for hockey at the PPG Paints Arena anytime soon. Who's going to win the cup now? Because I'm worried it might be Philadelphia, Davey. I don't think that's out of the question by any means. Uh, they look really good. I mean, it's, it's kind of unfortunate that after only 30 or 40 years, they figured out that having a good goaltender matters. Um, but they well, to be fair, a, that's how long it took Bernie Perrant to sober up. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, in, in addition to Carter Hart, uh, they put together a, a pretty, pretty nice team there. I, I don't know that I, I would make them an odds-on favorite or anything like that, and I, I think their lack of experience in high-stakes games you know, might, might work against them. But uh, unfortunately for all of those who uh, don't particularly care for that franchise, I think it has the potential to be pretty good for uh, quite a few years to come. Well, on that note, Davey, you're banned from the show forever. But thanks for your input to this point. And, uh, no, we'll do it again soon. Thanks, as always. My pleasure, Mark. Take care. That's Dave Molinari, the Hall of Famer. Check out his work on DKPittsburghSports.com.